0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's Matt here, and I know. Let's address it from the very beginning. I'm late. I know. I said I was going to drop these podcasts every Wednesday, and if you want to get technical, it's it's Tuesday night at like midnight that we've been trying to put them out there. But every Wednesday, we're trying to drop these podcasts. I, I'm late, but let me explain. It, it's all because of the Great Flood of 2019 that hit know Oklahoma, No the home of West Fitz Studios, you know, uh, the gym. That's right. Tuesday night, we had a little bit of a flood, had a lot of rain. I mean, more rain than uh, that part of the, the state has seen in a long, long time. So I spent the majority of Tuesday night just trying to keep water off my gym floor, out of my office. Um, man, it, it was crazy how much rain was over the streets and, and flooding people's houses. And so I've got nothing in the world to complain about. I know there was a lot of people affected by the storms. And so, uh, my thoughts, prayers are are out to all those people. And we're going to try to do everything we can to help out when we get home. But, um, you know, so, so yeah, I've got an excuse for being a little bit late dropping this podcast, that being said, I'm pretty excited about this one. Um, Team Cooper Tire is actually going to bring this podcast this week. Glad to have them on board as a part of the uh, podcast family, so a big shout-out to Team Cooper Tires. Why? Because it's another one of my Team Cooper Tires brethren, eight-time stock contractor of the year, Chad Berger, and you know so many of us see Chad on TV, and we hear uh, talks about all of his great bulls, and he has owned some of the greatest bulls over the course of his career. But eight different times, voted stock contractor of the year. That's that's incredible, and that's an incredible accomplishment. And while most fans see that and they think, "Well, you know, oh, this guy's got it made." It's you know, we see these people on TV. We don't always know the backstory, and and that's what's really cool about this podcast is because we learn more about chad Berger and and who he is and although we see these people that reach uh the the absolute pinnacle of the sport it's not always easy and there are trials and tribulations that come with everything especially success and uh chad's one of those guys he had to overcome a lot um, he, he talks a little bit about that during this podcast. So you get to see a, a different side of Chad burger than, than what you see on television. Another side of Chad burger that I want to talk about, and I, I get to talk about a little bit on this podcast is the, the kind hearted, uh, I the guys just got just such a huge heart. I have seen this guy and not for show, not because anybody was around. As a matter of fact, he didn't even know I was around, but I've seen Chad, Buy tickets for fans. I've seen him buy Wranglers for fans. I've seen him buy boots for for people. Um, and it just shows the kind of character and the gratitude he has for the success that he's been able to um, acquire. So that and that's you know part of the reason I started this whole podcast was because I wanted people to see what I get to see from these folks. And Chad is a prime example of it. Um, a great, great guy with an incredible story. Interesting to say the least. So, uh, I don't want to get on here. I'm headed to Colorado to open the PBR sports performance center. Uh, with Ezekiel Mitchell this week. Pretty state of the art, uh, incredible facility. So another reason why we're a little bit late on the podcast, but no more excuses because it's gonna be worth the wait. Eight time stock contractor of the year, Chad Berger. Chad Berger, the lean mean, bull bucking machine. Man, you look good. Thank you, buddy. You, uh, you do. You you look really good and uh and I know it's it's weird, but uh man, you've done
1: a lot. You've lost you've lost a bunch. Yeah, about 60 pounds. (laughs) What did you do? What did you do differently? Oh, shit. Just started eating a lot different and damn, I got to knock the dust off that treadmill. It's hard, though, when we're on the road so much. It
0: really is. That eating right it's tough. It is. It's been the hardest thing for me. And I say that, I say all that because, like, that's, that's, like, I lost over 100 pounds when I was younger and it was, like, incredibly difficult to do. But once I did it, I felt so much better.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. I feel so much better, too you obviously because i just posted something on instagram you didn't really do that i did, you? I
0: did. it was i did yeah. because i i heard somebody say on a podcast one time talking to you about you know sometimes that maybe you seem unapproachable and i think it's the exact opposite i think that that our fans recognize how much you love the sport i think they recognize how much you
1: love the fans and and now i mean it shows even more just how much you love life oh yeah you know if anybody thinks I'm not approachable, it, it it might be one of them days where I do have a lot of businesses I'm running and a lot of different things going on and and I, my mind might be somewhere else but I love visiting with people and uh I'll bet you there's no no other guy in the PBR that fans know on a personal basis more than me.
0: Yeah, I, and and I would I would say without question as accessible as our athletes are, I think you are even more so. I think that you uh and i i want to say this i never say this enough but i respect so much how interactive you are with the fans because they do they all feel like your best friends
1: well you know i i feel that a lot of things i have today is because of the pbr and you know i just feel i i need to do my part Mm -hmm. to keep the fans interested and, and and produce more fans and the only way to do that is mingle and and let people know that we're we're real, just like they are, and right. and uh, you know make them feel at home. And and you know they, that 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 uh, good thing spread like wildfire. And you know they go home and tell their neighbors and tell their friends how how cool it was in Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio. Got to visit with some of the bull riders, and me and you, and yeah. and uh, you know I sat and had breakfast with eight or nine fans this morning. I didn't know any of them. Oh, really? Know their faces, but you know and. I just sat down and had breakfast with them, and, and uh, they couldn't thank me enough when it was over. Isn't that you know? Isn't that wild? Did you ever yeah. think,
0: when you was a kid growing up, that that people would be, you know, going out of their way to come to the Cooper Tires booth and have you sign a picture or to take a picture with you? Or it, it's weird to me
1: sometimes. Not in my wildest dreams that I ever think uh, any of this would happen. But the PBR has done such a wonderful job with their television, with their with their uh, websites and with, uh, you know, introducing the fans to the people right. of the PBR. And uh, and it's just, you know, and like I said, uh, if they go that far other way to do it, I think we ought to promote it.
0: I, I agree completely. And, and it makes it, I don't know, it makes it even that much more special because I grew up so shy. Like, I was so shy. And still, when you get me back into, like, home and, and what I quote unquote say that is my real life, you know, when I'm not out on the... The road with PBR, I I still get really shy. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm—I don't know if I'm shy. I—I mean, I—you know—I guess I'm a little shy. But you know, from a little kid on, my old man pushed me in the ring and pushed me in the ring and uh, and had me do a lot of things with people and a lot of hell. I was selling milk cows when I was ten years old. I had farmers coming in. My dad be at a cattle auction. I'd be out the feed lot selling them dairy cattle and everything else and so I just grew at a young age to learn how to mingle with people and how to do business. Well,
0: and you bring up, you know, that all the other occupations, you know, if you do you need to take that? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Um a lot of people think that you're just a buck and bull guy. But you've got That's so right. much else going on.
1: Oh yeah, we I'm in a uh we me and my older brother are probably some of the largest uh, cattle buyers in North Dakota we buy cattle and ship them all over the United States to customers, big feedlots and small feedlots, small farmers and uh we've built a clientele but we're still buying some cattle that my dad bought cattle for, and for people really? and and uh so and you know their kids and and uh so it's uh it's something we've done a lot and then, you know I run a feedlot and I run a uh we run a lot of cattle on grass pastures and so we're and we put up a lot of feed and so uh, we do a lot of things, and it's uh, I really don't get much time off. Well, and a lot of people might be
0: hearing us talking about cattle buyers, but to to kind of clarify, like a lot of ranchers, a lot of guys that that run cattle, they'll have a certain kind of cattle that they like to buy and and start to feed out, or there are certain yeah. types that they're looking for, and exactly. you go find them.
1: Yeah, they tell me what they want, mm-hmm. and I go out and find them, and and uh, ship them. Get uh, hire the trucks, hire the do all the yeah. footwork it takes, and Next, uh, to get them to them people's places, and make sure you get the right cattle to the right place. People underestimate how difficult yeah. it is to
0: be, well, you know, rural America or, yeah. or, you know, a farmer or a rancher.
1: Well, there's days between me and my brother and my son in law. We're at three sale barns. We might buy four to 5,000 cattle and we have to put loads together. I might have bought a half a load in Devil's Lake and him a half a load in rugby that go together to go to a guy in Iowa or somewhere. And, and uh, hire the trucks who do all the bookwork and billing the cattle and, and uh, you know, looking for blemishes, make sure we ain't sending them something they don't want. And you've kind of been doing that your whole life. I grew up in it. My yeah. dad my dad shipped me off when I was in high school uh, buying cattle on weekends and sometimes during the skip school to go to a sale barn and buy cattle. You think that's why you're so successful in this industry and why you have such a, a passion for it? I think so. Uh, uh, you know, we grew up riding bulls, me and my brother, and and uh, grew up in the cattle business and doctoring cattle. My dad bought all kinds of cattle. We'd have to clean them up, doctor them, and and uh, so yeah. And I think it helps me in the bucking bull industry, uh, you know, because my job is to look for blemishes and, uh, every day. And if I and it's it, I think it's a little easier for me to see a blemish or something wrong with one of my bulls than than the next guy and. I think that helps keep them healthy. And well, if
0: you're sitting at a cell barn, you're seeing hundreds and hundreds
1: of head come thousands. through. Yeah.
0: And you're having to you look know. in groups and big groups exactly. to see what each individual
1: one looks like. Exactly. The sale I was at uh, Friday, the day before I flew here, had over 7,000 cattle. Wow. And, uh, yeah, you got to watch them all. That's a long day of sitting
0: in a sale barn. A long day. But, uh, you know it's part of it and I, and people just there's so many misconceptions about how these animals are treated but you're watching every single move they make and if there's any discrepancy from you know perfection you're doing everything you can to take care of them
1: absolutely you know and and, and like i said i think i'm still learning today you know you I mean i uh, i don't think you ever quit learning and and uh you know how to take care of animals and how to take care of, of uh you know everyday life and uh you know that's i think that's what's probably part of our great success is, is uh i'm always open to learning something new you uh you mentioned that you rode bulls yeah where did the uh career
0: where did the bull riding career end
1: well you know i didn't go there was no pbr right uh um i rode a lot of amateur rodeos uh, rode some pro badlands circuit where i'm out of rodeo i didn't travel all over the united states i went to uh, new mexico to the north american finals i qualified for there two years in a row in in uh, Gallup, new mexico it's a long ways from home too. that kind of stuff you know but i got married at, uh, i just cracked out at 20 years old and got married and had two kids by the time i was 22 Really, started, and i was buying cattle during the week rodeoing on the weekends and and uh, pretty soon i started buying semi-trailers cattle pots and leasing them out and and it got to the point when i got in my upper 20s that i was probably in the neighborhood of 30 to 40 thousand a month payments on equipment and it got to where i just thought i need to if i got hurt riding bulls or bronx i rode bronx and and a few months a guy could be broke you know and so i just decided one day that uh my family and my career was more important and, uh, you know, I'd I'd like to say I rode pretty good. I I won a lot of money, won a lot of uh, saddles and buckles and that kind of stuff. But I never, you know, I never traveled like Cody Lambert or Tough Edeman or them kind of guys that I just never, I don't know if I ever wanted to travel that hard. I loved riding bulls. I loved riding Bronx, but I didn't really care to travel all over the world to do it
0: but you had a family business and you had obviously invested in that business and uh getting married at 20 you know that that yeah. kind of changes things for a guy.
1: yeah it does um when i quit riding bulls and stuff and i thought well i'll do a little fishing and this and that and it just didn't give me the the competitive edge like i did when i was rodeoing so i started team roping and you know and uh in in nineteen ninety four, I won seven saddles and a horse trailer in one summer. Really? Uh, just roping steers, you know. And uh so I, but I had that it, uh, that I I always had that will to win and I was I always knew you had to go practice. there's nobody practiced harder than I did because I wanted to, everywhere I went I wanted to win and that and that's what these little these bull riders you see winning week in and week out like Jose and them well, you can you can uh, follow them on Instagram or whatever, and guess what they're doing in the middle of the week?
0: They're practicing, they're, practicing. they're working, they're working they're, on yep. their crap. That hadn't changed for you, though. You still want yep. to win.
1: Yep, I still want to win. I yeah. still work with them bulls every day and uh, got the best men I can possibly have to be with them when I'm not around. I'm always looking for that next superstar. There's nobody probably buys more bulls than I do, looking for right. to keep competitive and, and uh, you know. Uh, I guess we've won quite a few contractor year awards and stuff to prove that we've we've done the work. Okay,
0: I'll, I got to bounce back real quick because inevitably somebody's going to be like, "Well, Chad was a team roper.
1: Did he head or heal?" I did both, but you I was—I I would guess I'd call myself a header. I won more more money heading than I ever okay. did healing. Okay, because I know there's going to be yeah. a Richard Jones or yeah. somebody out there yeah. that's like, "Well, what did he do?" You know, heading, so- put it this way, heading—I I very very seldom ever miss healing healing was like golf and like pool to me playing pool I uh when I golf and I'm hot I'm hot and when I play pool I'm hot I'm hot but when I'm not I'm not and that's same way with healing steers I could be I could just tear them up one day and the next day I (laughs) couldn't hit the broad side of a barn you know I'm terrible at both so I can only imagine it'd just be worse but back to your your
0: operation you mentioned you got the best guys and you probably buy more bulls but you know Uh, and I think every, I think this is another big reason why fans gravitate towards you because you, you
1: truly are passionate about these animals and you watch every single bull buck. I I watch every bull, not just mine. I watch every single bull. I mark every single bull Mm -hmm. What I believe they scored that day. I like to keep track. And then when I, when I see a bull two, three times, that's marking up where, uh, on my sheets, I'll look back and, and, uh. And if I see how consistent he really is, I and figure out where he lives right now, I figure out how to get to it, how to get that bull. And, and, uh, it, it helps a lot to, you know, uh, old, uh, old he wrote everything he ever did down, you know? Yeah. And that's why he was so successful. He always knew what, uh, what happened on that day, every you, day, you, uh, you
0: probably are the only person to rival Cody Lambert in how many bulls you see. Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. you think about how many bulls that guy watches, you know, on a weekly basis, and guys sending videos. But I'd say you see
1: just yeah. as many. I get videos every day from different people showing me their bulls, wanting to sell me bulls, or want me to haul their bull or do something. But uh, Lambert, I, I don't, I wouldn't want his job. He's. Uh, Because everybody's got a superstar. And I have so many people say, I won't answer his phone. Well, you know what? If if you got as many calls as he did, you'd get tired of answering that phone. Or if you had something that he was interested in, he would answer. Exactly. If it was a super, like something that lit his eyes up, he'd call you back. He wouldn't just answer. He'd, I can't imagine
0: because just in my line of work, being a commentator, being an announcer, I have so many people that are like, hey, you know, you need to help me sell this bull. Look at this one. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously a short rounder. And I look yeah. at it and it's like, it might be an 18 point. Yeah.
1: But, you know, I would, I'd be foolish not to mention, you know, uh, if I ain't doing my part, uh, you know, we're not successful, but, right. but if I don't, and part of my part is make sure I have good people around me. Yeah. And I have the best. I have my family, Lacey and John and Sadie that all do their part. My wife does her part. Uh, Rex Meyer and yep. and Delbert News. Some guys are on the ball. They live with them bulls, you know. And I got Juan and them guys at home taking care of things. It it takes a whole team to be successful, and it, and, and you know you have to put good people around you, and you know they're a big part of my my success. Without them you uh, you wouldn't even want to be talking to me you'd be interviewing somebody else right now i don't know i just watch you roll around on the floor with uh with little bella <laughs> I, I you I gravitate try- towards good people man i was trying to teach her how to do the egg roll but... <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard
0: of the egg roll but i had somebody comment on there that they had heard something else when they were wrestling they called it something else but either way either way it, it was the interaction with with bella you know we, we had just had dinner with let me ask you this: We just had dinner with JB. Is that the toughest son of a bitch you've ever laid eyes on?
1: He's he definitely one the of. Uh, I don't know if I don't think he's just one of them. I think he is, and I think he's, you know, he's going to go. Uh, you know, unless something happens uh, down in the future, he's going to go down as the best bull rider of all time. There's no guy that that wrote uh, as many. He rode every rank bull, every world bucking bull of the year. He's he's knocked them all off, and I mean. And and he's granted he's hurt right now and things ain't working the best, but you know it, uh, he's got the will and he's got the strength to to go through fight through that and he'll be he'll be back. I feel like
0: what he's been doing for the last couple of years would be the equivalent to like a LeBron James or Michael Jordan trying to play in a game with a with a broken wrist. I mean, you know, trying to shoot the basketball with a broken wrist. He's fought that many injuries. I run
1: down the court with a broken ankle, right. but. Um, those guys can't even uh, – you can't even put them in the same league as J.B. Mooney as far as I'm concerned. They've never had to do what he's done. Never uh, – as far as toughness, I don't care how big and strong them guys are. They're 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 weak compared to J.B. Mooney. There's not a sport in the world that yeah. compares to and, – and, yeah. and that's not just J.B. That's the 35 guys
0: we Whoa. see every week. That's Absolutely. the 30 guys that are on the Velocity yeah. Tour. I mean, the guys that do this and
1: legitimately do this week in and week out, there's no comparison. Yeah, when I when I just it just cracks me up when I listen to ESPN and so and so is out for three weeks with turf toe. What, well, the, what the, hell the hell is, hell that? is turf toe? Uh, JB Mooney and them guys ride right, right, what. Torn muscles, tore up knees that are completely gone. Mm-hmm. J.B. Mooney ain't had good knees for one, two world titles with with his uh, ACL, MCL, all that gone. Yeah, you know, and uh, you you'll see guys them riding with them broken ribs and and you know fractures uh, in their legs and uh, arms and torn shoulders, tore up shoulders and and get on a eighteen hundred pound bull that that has one thing in in his mind and that's to buck you off and hurt you you know uh the, there's no no tougher athlete than the bull riding athletes and in and all of rodeo all you know there's just nobody tougher than well I mean the bareback riders the bronco, the bareback riders take a lot of abuse but nobody takes abuse these, what these bulls these bulls are bred up so so strong so rank and and you know uh, I get a kick out of some of these old guys that get on there and say, "Yeah, when we used to do it, we, you know, uh, how we used to do it." Well, I'm gonna tell you something. When they used to do it, they weren't getting on smooth operator, right, and getting on all these rank bulls mm-hmm. and and the long bulls, they, You know, they're they're ranker than most of bulls. Them old guys they got they got on. Yeah, and I I remember. These kids are getting on three, four, five of them a weekend.
0: I remember going to bull ridings, you know, when I was younger, even when I first started in in this. In this organization, I did my first PBR in January of 2007. Even in the last 12 years, the the way that the bull business has continued to evolve, you know, I mean, yeah. guys like yourself, and you put together so many great bulls. I'm not talking, you know, average bulls. Yeah. I'm talking there's so many great bulls in the world now that it just keeps getting yeah. better and better.
1: Well, yeah. You watch, you roll out the old PBR tapes yeah. from the first two, three world finals. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. of those bulls on the world finals in them years would not even be able to get to come to a Bud Light or a... A Monster Energy Unleash the Beast, Unleash yeah. Beast tour today. Just a tour, not the finals, but not even to a tour. They when they ain't good enough. And that was the ones they you know. And then you hear about them old guys how grueling it was when they got on ten bulls in ten days at the NFR. Yeah. And, oh my God, is this I don't know how they can do it. And well, now these kids get on five a weekend sometimes when we have the fifteen fifteen in two days. Get on five bulls of the rankest sucker or three days of the yep. rankest ones in the world, yep. and they gotta guess what? They gotta go home, heal up, and be a, ready to get on three, four, five more of them again the next weekend.
0: And I've had this conversation a lot over the last couple of months. I go back and find me a ride in any of those videos, anywhere at any event ever in the history of the sport. The, is better than Cooper Davis and Smooth Operator in Atlantic City.
1: Oh, my God. That was awesome. That yeah, was one of the rankings. Well, it is the rankings. Is that the greatest I ride I ever, you've ever seen? I think it is, yeah. I really do. And, uh, you know, JB's on Pearl Harbor and Sioux Falls would have to knock right on the door. But uh, I'd say they're all better in the 96 and a half they have today. Oh, Absolutely. You know, There's better. definitely been a
0: change in the yeah. in the scoring.
1: There really has. And, and, uh, and I'm not taking nothing away from, like, when I say – the old guys, cause, right? Because they rode rank bulls too, but they just didn't have to get on. You know, uh, every stock contractor had one or two mm-hmm. bodaciouses or reindeer dippers or reindeer dippins or bushwhackers or mudslingers or whatever bruisers. But you might draw that bull twice a year, yeah, or once a year. You might not. You might go all year. Maybe and not once draw your whole that. career. Yeah, and so I mean, they rode rank bulls, and they were rank bull riders, but. But to, to compare them to the kids today, I, I think these you know, when these kids get thrown around and get beat up, I still say they're some of the toughest bull riders we've ever seen is what we're watching today. I want to go back because
0: you talked about your family a minute ago. Uh, your wife's a model now. She's on all oh, the Montana yeah.
1: Silversmith. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, That's awesome. But, oh, yeah. but it's been awesome because... I, well, I got a beautiful wife, you know. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, she was the homecoming queen. I just went and got the queen right away. Was, <laughs> Why waste time yeah. with anybody else? That's, that's the way I've always been. I always how long wanna, have you guys been married? Uh, it'll be 38 years in October. You you
0: you approached marriage the same way you do the, the bull business. If the best is out there, just go get go it. Go get it. Yeah, don't piss around. <laughs> yeah. Don't waste your time anywhere yeah. else. That's right. No, but how cool is it? Because, you know, now you know Sadie's doing so much work and she's such a recognizable figure obviously you know Lacey John they're all they're all part of this deal and now you know I walked in I can't even imagine how you feel because I walked into the showroom there in Vegas during the PBR finals and there's your bride up on a big Montana
1: silversmith ad yeah that's, that's awesome. pretty awesome I'm pretty proud of her and happy for her yeah you know to be able to do stuff like that and and uh it, she likes it and and uh she's been an awesome wife and done a lot we've you know we've we've been up and up and down the hills but it's you know it's uh we've uh you know we've had a great life and and look forward to having a great uh maybe we'll get 20 more years yeah. i don't know yeah well, i'm getting
0: old you know <laughs> <laughs> we talked about some of some of the jobs that you've had and some of the stuff you, you
1: ever had a bad job you ever had a job you're know, you just like this sucks no, I never had a bad job. I've always, I've always, you know, things are not always rosy, but you know, you know, you have to make the best of everything you got. You know, and there's, you know, I can tell you uh, when I started out getting married, we didn't have nothing. I mean, we we had a '79 Ford Fairmont Station Wagon, one of them little tiny ones they made when the fuel got when they were trying to save fuel and all that, and that was our car when I got married. She had a broke down Toyota Salica that. I had to pay five hundred dollars to get fixed, and didn't know where I was going to get the money. Yeah, and uh, you know, by the time I was twenty four, my accountant called me up one day, and he said, "I don't know if you know it or not, but you're worth over a million dollars." And when we got married, we didn't have nothing.
0: You know, I heard you tell that story on Matt Merritt's podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because way back then, you know, oh my god, now a million dollars in nineteen
1: eighty four or eighty five a million. That was that was. I was that was pretty uh shocking. Yeah. You know, but and then then by the time I was thirty years old I was flat broke. I had to start all over and wondering wondering uh uh hell, I remember when Sadie was a little girl, I was wondering what we we're gonna be able to afford to buy her or have a, even have a birthday party for right. her. Right. But you know what? I just never never give up and kept scratching and crawling and and uh made the best of everything and believed in uh believed in me, I believed in myself, believed in my family, and and we've worked out of it, and now we're we're doing pretty darn good. That's what I love about you know
0: this sport because there's so many guys that are betting on themselves, you know, and it's not just the the bull riders, it's the stock contractor. If you're not betting on yourself, then yep. you're wasting your life away. If you can't risk everything you've got on yourself if you don't have enough self-belief to do that then yep
1: I've, written, I've taken so many risks in my life but you know what you'll never know you'll never ever know that if you can achieve what you want if you don't take a risk and and uh, sometimes it's uh cost me a little and sometimes it's, it was rewarding but you know what if you don't take the chance you'll never know
0: don't you think and and You know, it hasn't been that long ago that the bull business just got absolutely flooded. Everybody and their dog was in the bull business and had bulls, and they started buying cows and they started buying straws, and and, you know, it it felt like everybody had bulls that they were trying to sell. And they were everybody was trying to sell weanlings and yearlings, and you know, and, and it just flooded the market. And I felt like those that were in it before that could persevere and just hang on, that when they made it to the other
1: side, those were the people that were going to succeed. I, I think it's like that in anything in it's life, it's like though. in anything. And uh, like everybody wanted to have a bull and a buck and bull and raise a buck and bull, but right. uh, they didn't realize that they multiply. And so then you, when they multiply, you got to buy more feed, you got to buy more land to run them on, rent rent more land. and... So yeah, it, it it'll weed out the, the 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 wannabes, you know. And but if you're in it, if you're in it to win it, you know, you, you sometimes you have to sit back and watch, you know. Right. There's uh you know I won stock contract a year in two thousand seven, eight, and nine. Well, for the next four years, I got my ass whipped. Right. You know, but legitimately, the guy had better bulls than me, but he was out there hustling hard and and doing uh paying a lot of money, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. uh, Right at times, you've got to know. Yeah, at times, you got to know when you got to sit back and relax and let the storm blow over. You know, you don't just, you know, when you see a tornado, uh, a tornado in the sky, you don't walk and go. I don't go chase it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I go. I run, I go. I run the other way. Yeah. And that's what you have to do in business when you see, uh, you know, things like that. You can't get in the middle of it because it can take you down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said. uh, you have to know when to hold them and know when to fold them.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you know, those storms, they blow over.
1: There's always a rainbow on the other yeah, side of you know, it yeah, for somebody. Most time, sun comes out, too, after that. And, and uh, I was just waiting for that sun to start shining. Man, it's been shining, <laughs> yep. though. Yeah. It, it sure has been fun to watch. It really has. And uh, like I said, uh, um, I get 90% of the credit, and I think I should only get about 10% of it. I got... I got a good crew around me and and that's that's what makes it all work. But you're really good at at
0: passing that credit on to everybody else. I've seen you so many times. I I you know, I've brought you up in Vegas. I've brought you on stage to make buckle presentations and and I've never been able to just bring you up by yourself. You've always whether it's Chris Pantani from Cooper Tires, whether it's Jonathan Fine, Dallas Shot, you know, uh, there's always somebody. You know, you you do such a good job at delegating that admiration to other people.
1: Well, they all deserve it. And then, and, and and if I don't, I get. I mean, I I get all the credit, right. and and and, that, and all the credit ain't due to me. Even even the, I I try to make sure if it's. A bull like Smackdown, when he won some in any kind of award, I always made sure that it, uh, Steve Caddish was mentioned. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I bought the bull from Steve, but if I got it, He raised that bull, right. and he should have some credit for it. And and I always feel that way about any bull. You know, it, it, uh, the credit needs to be divided up where it belongs, and. And I, I uh, you know, and sometimes you get caught up in the heat of the moment and your things are going so fast, you might forget. And then you've, afterwards you've, oh, you, afterwards, you, oh, I forgot so-and-so. Dang, and I forgot to mention so-and-so. And, and then, it, it, you know, it bugs me. So I, I try to remember and try to do things right for all my partners. I got the greatest, you know, we've sat here, and I keep telling about the crew I got around, but without Clay Struvey and, yeah. and uh, Healds and you know all my great partners ken barnard and i, I could sit here and name i got a half a dozen or so great great partners and uh it's just without them this wouldn't be you wouldn't want to talk right. to me either, right Because this you know um it takes a lot of people to make this work and and those guys partnering up on them bulls make it make it a lot easier for me to go out and find them great bulls and and uh so without them guys it's, it's well there's a rough. lot to it you know
0: yep. there's there's feeding there's water oh, and there's hay God, and there's, there's
1: hauling there it's a 24 7 365 it really job. is you know and like i said i got great guys around to make sure that stuff gets done because i'm like I was, heck when i get off the plane tomorrow i'm driving to a cattle sale somewhere you know you
0: know what else is a 24 7 365 job that's being president of the united states of america and hands down one of my funnest experiences in life was uh,
1: with you. You and I got to go to a Trump rally in Las Vegas. One of the
0: greatest things I've oh, ever
1: experienced. My God, I thought I was at the, I thought I was at Game Seven of the World Series. <laughs> Wasn't that was, incredible? It, it was just awesome, and uh, you know, and and uh, I, I can't. Well, you know how excited I yeah. was. I just the way I am. I get excited about things, and and I was sure excited that day, and and we've uh, all got guilty
0: pleasures yep. I, I i love politics yeah um and i know you were big especially in this last election is that something that's always interested you or
1: well you know it's uh, when i was young it didn't really interest me because right. i didn't really know i just thought things happened the way they happen and but when you have businesses and you have uh when you were and you have grandkids that you're concerned about what their future is going to be like uh that's when i decided i'd i i need to to keep up on politics i don't want to be i don't want to be a politician i don't want to be anything like that but i want my i want i want this country to to thrive i want the people to thrive in our country and i want a safe place for my my children and my grandchildren and and the and the great grandchildren and great great grandchildren that i'll never meet that uh, they have a great country like i grew up in I, I I love this country and I think it's a great you know when they always say heaven on earth well I I believe the United States of America is was is the heaven on earth and I just hope that and so I want to I I I want to look at everything and see who who I think's doing the best job to keep it that way and that's and so that's why i kind of interested in politics i don't like to talk politics on on my social media or anything like that because right. i have i have a fan base mm-hmm. and i have i'm sure half of my fans think like i do and the others don't and i don't want to. And that's fan- okay and that's okay but i don't want to offend them and and uh and so i just don't really talk about it on on, on my social media part but i'm a I'm a true blue, conservative kind of guy and, and I want to see our, I want to see our country uh, stay strong. And there's one thing that, that
0: we, we, we both agree on. I wish everybody agreed on it is like, you know what? I don't care if it's I don't care where you come from. I don't care what political party you're affiliated with. If you're elected to be the president of the United States, you've got my 100% full
1: support. You absolutely whether I win. voted for you or not. Exactly, I uh, you know the, some presidents that I didn't really, uh, I absolutely didn't vote for, but but I cheered them on every day, yep. and I hope they done well because if they do well, guess what, man? It's all of us. We do well, so so whoever's in that office, I I wish them the best of luck in the in all all the world because we uh, our country uh, is, depends on them people, and and so. I would never cheer against them, no matter who it is. That's,
0: that's something I, I don't understand. I, I absolutely don't understand. You know how some people can be so negative and and yeah. just not support them. Yeah, doesn't? I don't understand it. But what other guilty pleasures do you have? What
1: else are you into? You know, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just an average Joe. I'm a hey. I, I say I'm a hay shaker from North Dakota. I love. I love. I tell you what, I really love. And that's hanging out with my grandkids yeah. now. I'm at that age where, where I want to really enjoy them, and and uh, uh, I really don't have a lot of guilty. I love to f- fish once in a while. I like that kind of stuff. And Do you get time to? No, but I love it. I, get, right. I try well, to get, get a couple times a year, and and uh, but it's you know I just love I love the there's nothing more I love than watching buck and bulls. Buck. Yeah, right. That's my deal. I could. I could sit and watch 200 bulls buck or whatever. And, uh, and, uh, and, and we're starting to raise more of them and, you know, and starting to get a few good ones. and That's kind of cool. You know, and I just want to, that's my deal.
0: Yeah. Cause you, you're, you're a lot like I am, you know, this, this might be a source of income and it might be a quote unquote job, but it's not a job because no. I, I love showing up here. I love being yeah. a part of this.
1: Yeah. My, my, my whole deal is that, try and break even when i'm out hanging with you guys it's, that's right is that i can make a living at home but yeah. this is my this is my dad said it the best a long time ago my dad struggled his whole life uh raising bulls and stuff because there was no money in them i mean it was, yeah. you know it, you, you went backwards you know at least now i make a little or i break even or but back when he was raising them bulls he did it because he loved it so much loved to watch them buck so much and and that, and several people would say, "Why do you mess around with them damn bulls? They're just costing you money. You could take them cows and sell them, and use that grass to run beef cattle and make some money." And, and my dad would always, he always say to them guys, "Well, how much money do you make fishing?" Nothing. Said, nothing. Nothing. And they said, "Well, why?" He said, "Why do you go fishing if you're losing money?" They said, "Well, because that's my hobby. That's my passion." My dad said, Well, bucking bulls is my hobby, my passion, leave me alone. Right. And it I mean but that's you know, and that's kinda of the way I feel. But I'm glad that the PBR come along in the meantime Because you know, it's
0: sure a lot easier yeah. to enjoy your passion exactly. when you can make and, a little and bit it, of money.
1: And it 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 uh it made my dad, you know, it uh, yeah. uh little yellow jacket and all that, uh paid for a lot of bills and, mm-hmm. and uh and I'm glad uh, he got to enjoy some of that before he got too old to enjoy it. And, yeah. And so that's my passion. And as long as I can make a little few dollars or keep my, you know, uh, heck, anymore, this has got to be such a big business that there's uh, quite a few families that depend on me to yeah. make this successful. That That's their life. That's how, that's how I pay them. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, and, you've and, got so
0: many people helping you keep this machine going down the road. Yeah.
1: And so... And that puts a lot of pressure on me to keep doing better and keep trying better because I have them people to think about too, and and uh, so in order for me to uh, pay them guys, I got to be pretty successful. You
0: do some rodeos too,
1: though. We do PRCA rodeos. We have a PRCA cars Dakota Rodeo. Me and Joe Simon have that together, and and we do some uh, pretty big rodeos, and then we lease out to Frontier Days and Fort Worth Stock Show and them big rodeos and and uh so yeah we, we just i don't know sometimes i don't know why we bite off more so much and i don't know how we're gonna we bit off so much this summer coming up i don't know how we're gonna chew it all but uh, uh gotta, the man
0: upstairs will find a way yep, to provide and that, work.
1: that's the way i think that's the way i look at it we'll figure it out when we get there but we'll get her done
0: you know i opened a gym uh a little over a year ago and i had no idea if it was going to work or not i knew it was something i was passionate about and i knew that Lord willing, I had a pretty good career that was going to help me yep. keep it going, and that's that's exactly what has happened. You know, yep. we we found a way to keep going, and uh, it's been fun.
1: Well, yeah, well, you're you're you know, join the club. Yeah. That's how people were uh, either made or or not is uh, is going out and taking a little risk, taking a gamble, and and trying to, you know, if you have a dream, you have to chase it. You know. Yeah. You know, you can either you can if you have a dream, you can either lay on the couch and dream about it, or you can go out and make it happen. Right. You know, but and that's the way I always looked at: get my ass off the couch and go, 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 make something happen. And that, that, you know, everything I got is is uh, from getting up in the morning and going.
0: But that's the hardest part sometimes for a lot of people: just getting your ass in gear to say, you know what, I'm going to put the effort out there and I'm going to try it. That's the hardest part for a lot of people. Yeah,
1: He's I I always say you know I had a lot of things that didn't work, but I never I never considered it a failure. I just considered it an education, right? You know, and, and uh, you know education costs a lot of money too. So if you something don't work and it costs you some money, well, just keep, you you learn from that mistake and then you try something else. But but uh, it, you just got to keep trying. I I mean, you, I, I tell that to my kids. I tell it to everybody. Just never give up. You just got to keep going family's the most important thing to you isn't it absolutely that without them don't don't you know what what when you leave this earth there's only one thing you have to show for it i don't care you can't take any of that money with you you can't take nothing with you but you, all you'll have to show for is your family and uh, so that means more to me than anything making sure that uh, i leave them better off than than uh, the next guy.
0: When you do a hundred years from now, how do
1: you want people to remember you? Oh, I just kind of what we're talking about—that I never gave up. I always, I always, uh, and 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 uh, you know, treat people good. You know, be kind to people. I love, you know, uh, uh, my passion, my my biggest thrill I have at the PBR is seeking out young people that have didn't that didn't you know got didn't have the break in life they the handicap or something yeah. you know to make them feel like they're just like me and you don't let uh, look beyond their whatever's wrong with them and and treat them like uh, you would treat any other person and just let them feel uh, like they belong because a lot and, of
0: times it bothers other people more than it bothers them
1: yeah exactly and it don't bother me a bit i just uh from the time I was a little kid, I when I was in when I was in grade school. We had a there was one class that was they called it a special education class that was in the mm-hmm. school, and they picked some of them people picked on them kids, and I was I was kind of like their bodyguard. I yeah. didn't let that shit happen. Yeah, and uh, to this day, I I mean them are my biggest fans. Uh, if if you see a kid in a wheelchair or a kid uh, wearing a chadburger, uh, Jersey right that's because I gave them one and I, that's the only people that get one Yeah. and I just want them to know that that I think about them and that I think they're just like me and you and that yep. that, that that's really one of my what it's uh, one of your joys in life yes yes yeah and it shows
0: and, yep. one of my biggest things and people don't realize how easy it is I get frustrated because we're around people a lot of times that that don't understand. The joy you can give somebody by spending thirty seconds uh, talking to them. Yeah.
1: I got great friends. Like I mean I can tell you their names. Yeah. You know, yeah. Chase Bass lives down by the big tech factory in the yeah. and you know, as a kid by the name of Jake, you probably know Jake in the wheelchair. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Up he's, by an Oklahoma. he's an Oklahoma guy. Yeah, he's up around your area and you know, and those kind of gays, wherever they're at, they come find me right now. You know, and Alexis, yep. you know, that Who was, you know, here this like, weekend. He was here this weekend. She, she, I'll promise you, she's, she comes to Bismarck. She, I mean, and we're just, her and her mother, we're personal friends. Yep. We're not, we're not just, she's not just a fan, and I'm not just a, uh, we're friends. Our know? guy Tony. Yep. Our Tom, guy Tony
0: that shows up all the time.
1: I mean, uh, I got another girl that I can't think of her name right now. She's from around Tulsa. She, you know, we keep in contact yeah. and, and on Facebook and message each other. Isn't that the greatest thing? That 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 gives me because uh, you know uh, they think that you know they see me on TV and they think I'm you know a pretty cool dude and guy and and if it, if it, if that's what makes it, if I can make them feel better, that's what I want to do.
0: Well, I can tell you this: I get to see you everywhere, and I think you're a pretty cool dude, and I and I appreciate that because. It's the easiest thing in the world that we can do for somebody yep. is just smile or Absolutely. open the door. Take take 30 seconds out of your day to talk to somebody. Yep. Absolutely. And it changes, it changes things. It changes the whole yes. world oh, 30 yeah. seconds at a time. Exactly. So, well, man, I appreciate you doing this. We're, we keep it kind of short, sweet, to the point here this week, but uh, I had the opportunity. I couldn't pass on it. I wanted to have you on, so uh, I appreciate it, man.
1: I appreciate you having me and... Uh... That's like I said, if we leave here today, there's only I only have one message, and that's never give up and don't quit trying.
0: Well, I think that's a, as good as it could be said. So,
1: Chad Berger, appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Yep.